skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know how this machine worked. It seems to run on some form of electricity. And it was wrong. It was a bad call, Ripley. It was a bad call. Bad call. Some are good for fighting, others for dying. It's Just Two Movies. Welcome back to another episode of It's Just Two Movies, where we watch a uh, like a, a, a good movie and then a, a, maybe the other movie's good. Maybe it's not. Usually not. Uh, either ways, it just looks like a hot piece of trash. Usually. Not always, though. Usually. Nasty Nate, welcome back to the... Do, do you mind if I call you Nasty Nate? Yeah, it's great. I oh, don't care. You love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> call me Nasty Nate. I love it. Actively love it. That's how I introduce myself to people. Hi, I'm Nasty Nate. Uh, Nate, you picked the movie this week. Uh, It was my choice last time, and we went with Arrival, right? Yes. And a real, real bad movie about aliens coming to Earth. I don't remember a thing about it anymore. It was the, like, Outpost, Alien Outpost. Oh, yeah. Alien Outpost. It was terrible. There wasn't anything to remember about it. I I remember it was shot as, like, an interview type. Kind thing of. anyway doesn't matter uh so we're here to talk about two different movies this week and nate selected uh what would have been a good pick for summer break or would have been a good pick for the ween our halloween related mm. uh episode not to say that i wasn't gonna put this on my uh do uh mm. you picked what we do in the shadows which is probably my favorite vampire thing that's mm-hmm. that exists uh had you seen this before you picked it or were you just like kind of knew about it and wanting an excuse to watch it or i watched the show first uh i got an ad for it and i was like this seems interesting because i also liked the um i I also liked the the office when it was going on air yeah i was like that looks similar I like vampires. Sure, I'll take a look at this. You love if, a you love a vampire, a werewolf, a, a mythic beast. I <laughs> do mythical, too. Not like Nihilai, man. I like that shit. It's fun. It's a fun topic. Yeah, and I'm quite impressed with how it, it's pretty much what you would imagine a just a standard vampire premise where they can't go out and the, they're they're stuck in the moonlight. They can't go out in daytime. Uh, crucifixes, garlic, whatnot. Just a standard vampire. All nothing. those, all those great classic tropes. Yeah. Classic tropes. Modern day office style documentary. Humor's thing. good. Oh, it's great. Very funny. I fell in love with the show, and I was like, you know what? I haven't seen the movie that the show is based on. Okay, we've talked about it we've on talked the show about it. before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you and I talked about it specifically? Yeah. We, oh, we've okay. talked about it off show. Was I like, you should watch the movie yes. also? It's really good. Yeah. See, now I, from my recollection. I had thought that they just turned this movie into a show and recast everybody. No. Not the case. It's totally not. different group of vampires. These guys are in New Zealand. In the uh, show, the, it's in... The TV show, they're in uh, Staten uh, Island? Staten Island, yeah. Yeah. So a little bit about this before we get too much into it. If you're out there and you've seen the show and haven't seen the movie or vice versa, and you're like, I don't know about a recast, nah, it's not that. They're two totally separate groups of people. But this is a 2014 horror comedy, one hour, 26 minute runtime. It has a like pretty astounding score across the board. 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, 76% on Metacritic, 93% of Google users like this movie. 
uh, released date February 13, 2015 in the U.S., directed by Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. Uh, budget about $1.6 million, and I don't have box office anywhere. It was a movie that was released on independent film uh, okay. premises. Uh, it was TIFF, I believe. So probably not a ton, or I would imagine it probably broke close to even. Right. Out of the stars, Taika Waititi, Jermaine Clement, uh, Taika Waititi, Jermaine Clement, Stuart Rutherford, Jonathan Bruh, Burr, Berg, probably Berg. You think? B no B B R U G H B R U G H. Jonathan Bruh, uh, Reese Darby, and Corey Gonzalez McCure. Nate, be kind enough and tell the good folks out there what this movie's about. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. It is a. Uh... You can't really spoil this. I mean, we already talked about it. It's like a, it's just a documentary. Yeah, it, it, there's not really a storyline per se. There kind of is because it is a mockumentary. So there yeah. kind of is a story that's kind of moving along. It's about some vampires that share a New Zealand flat. God, these were when mockumentaries were so hot. Yeah. And that's probably why I didn't see it when it came out. Mm. Like, I don't think I watched this until probably two years later. Because there are already quite a few out there. No, more than that. This was 2014. I probably didn't watch this until like 2019, maybe 2018. Dude, there were a ton of mockumentaries out there. I got <laughs> sick of seeing them, man. They were on all the fucking time. So this came out during that boom, although I will say I think this is top tier mockumentary. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because a lot, of, a lot of mockumentaries just went straight to TV shows. Th this was just a movie. And a delightful one at that. I like the, I guess we'll just go ahead and, and get into it. Uh, we're probably not going to do the whole story beat for beat because there actually is quite a bit. Like the comedy is so fast and yeah. snappy. There's there's too, there's just too much. Something I will say about the comedy, um, it probably won't work with many audiences because it is a New Zealand comedy. The, the, the uh, line delivery... It's very specific. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a little different than we're yeah. than we're used to for an American comedy. But like, you know, if you feel like American comedy and British comedy, you'll you'll find your niche oh, in yeah. there. Oh yeah, because a lot of uh, a lot of from what I understand, New Zealand and Australia and that part of the world they consume a lot of American media. Yeah, like our movies, our TV shows, and stuff like that. So I like the way they intro this movie and Taika Waititi's like introducing you to all the he like wakes up first and he's talking mm -hmm. to the documentary guy and he's like, well, let me introduce you to everyone in the house. So they're <sighs> it's really <laughs> funny the way they're all different renditions of vampires. You know what yeah. I mean? I guess Taika Waititi, you would describe him as like a he's kind of a dandy. He's from uh, mid 19th century, mid 19th century Europe. Yeah. I think they're all from Europe. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I think that is the case. But like Jermaine Clement, he's like from a much older 17th century uh, or something like that. Um, he's like, I'm 16. Of course, you know, life was rough back then for a 16-year-old. I think, I think he was actually in 9th century. One of them was 9th century. Yeah, so fucking old school. And yeah, then you've got, you've got another guy and he's just like the, the bad boy, like the... Um, Tom Cruise, an interview with the vampire, bad boy. Uh, not present day because he still wore like frills and weird shit, but... I, I think he was... He uh, seemed of a much more modern attitude. Early 20th century, if I remember. Okay, gotcha. Because he was, he was a Hitler zombie. 
oh yeah that's right he's like he's like man <laughs> he's like if you were a, he's like you know so i was a i was a nazi and then uh you know i got turned into a vampire and be, being a vampire nazi was great and then then the war ended and let me tell you man if you were a, if you were a vampire <laughs> not good if you were a nazi vampire even worse <laughs> forget about it <laughs> A great line delivery. So they do a lot of these like separated interviews between the guys. You get to meet all the all the different ones. Um, uh, Jermaine Clement plays Vladislav Vladislav the Poker. <laughs> uh, so you've got Deacon, who's the kind of the modern the kind of the modern guy, uh, Vladislav and Viago, right? I believe so. Okay, cool. And uh, you- oh, Peter. Yeah, and Peter, yeah, and Peter, right? Peter's like yeah. a Nosferatu-looking guy. He is 8,000 years old. He's fucking terrifying to look at, <laughs> is what he is. He's, uh, he's very creepy. He's wearing some very fun prosthetic teeth. But yeah, he's got the Nosferatu thing going mm-hmm. on. And, like, the vampires are all scared of him. <laughs> like, just a little <laughs> bit, you know? They're like, he's a good guy. He's our friend. Uh, but they're also terrified of him. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so the you, you you meet the guys. You get intro to all the characters, and then uh, they decide they're they're going out. Going out for the night, night on the town, and I really love the sequence of them like getting dressed and talking about like how they dress each <laughs> other because they're looking in mirrors and they don't they, have a reflection. Yeah, they, they can't see what they look like in the mirror because you know classic vampire trope, um, which I I love that they keep that stuff in this film. Mm-hmm. I, I love that they added all that, um, and they just kind of build on that. They're thing. just like they get dressed and then they come out and they do like a little fashion like, catwalk thing. Yeah. And another another one will try to sketch their outfit, <laughs> and then they'll just try to like verbally describe it to him. Be like, "This is yeah, this is what you look like." Uh, but it's fun, man. It's a it's a funny idea to imagine these guys go out, you know, three four times a week, just out on the town, and and have to go through this whole fucking ordeal about <laughs> just putting clothes on, and all of them are dressed poorly. <laughs> when they go to leave, all of them look it, look just insane. <laughs> They're walking. He's like, it's kind of nice to know not everybody knows we're vampires. The guy's like, vampire, and just shouts it at him on the street because they all are are yeah, dressed they, like they you dress would expect like vampires. vampires. Yeah. So once they go on the town, they kind of explain to the camera is that there is a abnormally large amount of vampires in this specific town. What was it called? Uh, hold on, I have it written. <laughs> Wellington. Wellington. Yes, that. Yeah, that sounds right. Wellington, Wellington, New Zealand. There is a, an abnormally high volume of vampires mm-hmm. in the population. So they just walk up. They're continuously coming encounter with a bunch of other vampires. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, uh, they run into the, the two little girls, the oh, little yeah. twin and girls. And they explain like, that when you turn into a vampire, that's what age you stay for the rest of your afterlife. Mm-hmm. So you get these two young girls and they're vampires. She's like, what are you guys going to do? Get, get some sex criminals? And she's like, oh, I'm going to eat a pedophile. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, pedophile. Cool, cool. Uh, they're just like their <laughs> casual conversation about it. It's really funny. Uh, I liked the addition of Deacon's familiar. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, that was played by, you know, I don't think I said her name up top. Let me find her real quick. Uh, that would be Jackie Van Beek. Yeah. Who plays Jackie in the, uh, in the thing. Oh, I guess I should probably mention, uh, Ben Fransham plays Peter. 
P-E-T-Y-R. P-E-T-Y-R. Like the sweet spelling of Peter. Oh. Yeah, boy. The the spelling of Peter if you were to be 8,000 years old. Yeah. You yeah. kind of... You kind of deserve to have the fun spelling. Yeah, that's cool. That's he's fucking terrifying though. <laughs> I I definitely love the makeup throughout this whole film. Oh yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah. So you meet the familiar, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm, it's very much like the way they set up the show." Uh, where she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a familiar. He's my he's my boss. I do whatever, and he's gonna turn me into a vampire." And then I'm like, "Hey, I do none of this shit." She's like, "I'll just fucking feast on people. I'll be a power hungry fucking son of a bitch." She's loving it. Yeah. And uh she it's like her taking like food orders for them it, it, to go <laughs> find them victims to bring to their house. I, I didn't even realize that till now. I was like okay, so they're writing down preferences. It didn't even click in my head that it was like preferences of yeah. food. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's like uh you know, it goes cuts back to one of the interviews. He's like, "Why do we eat virgins?" I don't know. Fucking sounds cool. Sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they've got victims, and Jermaine Clement is supposed to be the best at, like, turning into beasts, and now he he sucks at it. Uh, he, he can't get the faces right. Right. So there's a bit when one of their victims is, like, escaping from the house, and he's just, he's a, just cat. a cat. He's with just like, his face. <laughs> with Jermaine Clement's face. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. It floored me. I, was, I, I had forget. It's been a while since I've seen this, and, uh, man, this, this shit is... You could just put this movie on a loop. There's there's so many good gems there's, in there's there. There's so many great quotes that I would like to um, keep in my back pocket. Oh, yeah. And just use at times that necessary. My my friend got killed in a fatal sunlight accident. <laughs> right. Get the fucking camera out of here. Our friend was just killed in a fatal sunlight accident. We are werewolves, not swearwolves. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the the victim actually escapes the house, and uh, Peter got him. He just was, like, outside, yeah. and everybody's like, oh, Peter got Peter him. Peter got him. Poor guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just like, oh, man, that and sucks. They just that turn sucks around and go back inside. Yeah, like, who let Peter out? <laughs> like, he can't open the door, I guess. Uh, no, it's it's delightful. So they run into werewolves, and that's that's very funny stuff. Mm. Like, the werewolf guys are really funny. And um, the, I guess like the head one plays by Reese Darby and uh, who, who yeah, I guess he's, is he's his, the alpha of the pack. Yeah, he's the alpha of the, of the pack. And I get like in real life, I guess him and Taika Waititi are great friends. He's uh, I, I don't know if Taika Waititi's making it. You know what? I'll just look it up real quick. OK, so, yeah, they have a series, uh, Reese Darby and Taika Waititi. Called Our Flag Means Death on uh, HBO. It's an HBO Max series. Mm, I heard about uh, that. Creator David Jenkins and executive producer Taika Waititi. Uh, very loosely based on 18th century adventures and hilarious misadventures of the self proclaimed gentle- gentleman pirate Steve Bonnet, played by Reese Darby. Hmm. Yeah, so oh, they're in that. I guess Steve they're Bonnet. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what. Okay. That's so they're uh, they're they're buddies, I guess. So they certainly have worked on multiple projects together. Uh, oh, but he's he's very funny in this too. When he's I'll like, have to give that a shot when I when it comes out. Yeah, it's out. Oh, it's out. Oh. You can watch it. I've seen. <laughs> I just haven't watched it yet. Reviews for it are pretty good. I guess it's like uh, yeah. Reese Darby and Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi plays like Blackbeard the pirate, and they're oh. gay. 
Oh. <laughs> well, so a lot they're of, at least having a relationship oh, a or lot something. Of pirates, uh, in case you didn't know, uh, a lot of pirates did have homosexual relationships. Uh, because when you're out on seas for weeks to months... You just have to fuck a butt. Yeah. It doesn't matter whose it is, I guess. Yeah, and oh. that's kind of what is assumed where the term matey comes from. It's assumed that that's where that term comes that from. That is weird. Assumed by whom? Uh, good question. <laughs> I assume... It's um, a lot of assumptions. A lot of assumptions going on. Yeah, here now. a lot we'll, of assumptions. Let's see here. We'll see some history. If you're a historian, come on this podcast. Set the <laughs> set the story set straight. Set the record straight. Get into contact with us at us just two movies at gmail dot com. At us just two movies on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, yeah, or you know any other place. Leave us a comment, whatever. That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, back to this movie where there's vampires and werewolves and stuff, and they're like, they're like, hey, fucking. Don't pee on our shit, motherfucker. And they're like, what does that mean? Fuck you. Hey, what <laughs> What are we? We're werewolves, not swearwolves. Not werewolves, not swearwolves. Uh, I like the bit at the end when there's like, there's the full moon coming out <laughs> or whatever, and they're all getting ready to change. He's trying to get them to chain themselves yeah. up to trees. And uh, like, he's like, fucking put the chain on. He's like, oh, I thought, hey, we're not swearwolves. He's like, fuck off, Gary, <laughs> or whatever he says. Full moon night. Don't yeah. <laughs> so the, the one that... Uh, the one that Peter got out in the out in the lawn or the uh, out in the garden. Yeah, his yes. name is Nick, and uh, you you meet Nick. He starts coming by the house or whatever and hanging out with the uh, the other yeah. vampires. Two weeks later, I I believe was uh, showed up on the screen. Yeah, so he's been he's been hanging out or whatever, and uh, Nick brings his buddy Stu, who's just a normal human man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of dumb, but I guess I guess Nick's trying to mind control him. A little bit, so he forgets he's a vampire, even though he, he very keeps obviously mind has vampire him teeth. To make sure that he doesn't notice that he's a vampire. Nice, um, because he doesn't want it, it's his best. Uh, he's his f- best friend, and he doesn't want that burden to be on him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Excuse my best mate. I can't even uh, can't very well go online to him, can I? Well, what would you say if someone told you <laughs> he, he wants to eat a him, vampire? but he can't because he's his best friend? Yeah, right." So he uh, he finally confronts Stu, and then Stu just like keeps coming to the house and hanging out, and he's like everybody's favorite. <laughs> it's like the next scene, the fucking uh, what's his name? He's like knitting, a, knitting a he's scarf. Like, I'm, I'm knitting a scarf for Stu. This color will really bring out his eyes. Uh, very funny shit, man. Um, trying but, to teach uh, Taekwondo. Oh, and he's like doing butterfly kicks in the air. Oh hell yeah! He's like, wow, good job, because <laughs> he can fucking float. All the like flying and the little, just the little touches to be like oh, <laughs> vampires, it. right? I love it. It's very, it's very funny. Like put together really well. It's very, very clever. Uh, I think about the way they portray the vampires in this. Personally, I think there's nothing not to like. There's definitely a lot of character with these characters. Yeah. The only thing that I would take umbrage with is how Taika Waititi can't successfully eat anybody. Mm. Like he's terrible at it at feeding. Yeah. But that's your that's the that's, thing that's they the thing do. He's been doing yeah. for over a hundred and fifty years, something like that. Yeah, yeah, a very long time. Uh, but he's so terrible at it. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like, you know, when I when I'm gonna eat somebody, he's like, I, I like to. You know, I like ladies, and I like sure to make sure they're comfortable. I show them a lovely evening. We have a date, and then I bring him back to the home, and he's like, "Tell tell me about your your plans for the future." 
And he's and like, he's, putting he's down like newspapers. He's got a stack of towels and he's like putting down <laughs> newspaper on the floor. So he's not making a huge mess. Oh, except God, he does. Funny. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, oh, I hit the main artery. Uh, and it is, he's, it's a mess in there. And it, it is absolutely a blood Blood bath. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, very funny stuff, but it happens, it happens more than once, um, where they allude to it. If it was just the one time, it would be pretty funny. Like, oh, he's just clumsy at it, but no, he's straight up bad at it. Like, <laughs> like real bad at it. Almost like he's too focused on not making a mess to where he ends up making a mess anyways. Oh yeah. And then he's like. Just covered in blood. He's like, I think she had a nice time, though. <laughs> like, I think she had a nice <laughs> night. That's his, his fucking thing about it. Uh, there's a bit where Nick and Deacon get into a fight and they have mm. a bat fight. So first, Nick, since he's been a vampire for mm-hmm. two weeks, he is so excited that he's telling everybody oh, yeah. that he's a vampire. He's like, oh, you seen Twilight? That's me. I'm the, I'm the I'm main. Twilight. I'm the I'm main Twilight. guy. I'm Twilight <laughs> from the movie. You're not Twilight, man. <laughs> <laughs> we could be We could be professional uh, New Zealand actors. <laughs> you know? Could yeah. Do, probably pull it, it off. Be. Yeah. Probably get in there. Give me your best. Give me some. Give me a, What's a good Kiwi? Um, good Kiwi bit of slang. I don't know any Kiwi slang. Hmm. The only New Zealand stuff that I know is because I listen and I watch Internet Historian, and that's mm. about it. Well, I know that people from Australia call people from New Zealand sheep shaggers, and then people from New Zealand call people from Australia sheep shaggers. Yeah. So a bit of friendly rivalry. I guess rivalry they, they, there. Yeah, yeah. We're both we're both islands. Fucking, we both have almost <laughs> the exact same accent. Slightly different. Slightly different. It's like the difference between here and Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where's Chicago? Yeah, get a slice. That's closer to New York, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, they don't say slice in Chicago, I don't think. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. You got me. I had it one day. I had it pegged on here. Which one's which? Uh, hot dog. Hot dog. Hey, you go get a hot dog. That's uh, Hot dog is Chicago hot mm. dog. Chicago. Hot dogs, New York. Because yeah, Chicago, Chicago is a good mix of big city... New York, Pittsburgh area mm-hmm. with the um, uh, closer to Canada area with Minnesota and whatnot. Mm. So you've got that uh, Minnesota, um, Chicago kind of accent going on. Mm. That's it. Some of that weird Midwestern. Uh... Upper Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. Getting cold out. Take your fucking coat, hey? Uh, anyway, well, back to back to the, the thing we were talking about. Uh, yeah, so they get in a bad fight, though, because he's like, stop, you're not fucking Twilight, mate. Stop <laughs> telling everybody. We're going to fucking, you piece of shit. So they have a bat fight because they're drunk. They've been out partying yeah. or whatever. And the guys are like, bat fight. And it looked pretty good. It looked pretty good, Like yeah. the bit where he throws him into the, the door and he turns, <laughs> turns back turns into Turns back a... into a human while he's still holding uh Nick. Nick was still a bat, and of which he got thrown into a garage. Was it a garage? Garage yeah. door, mm-hmm. um, ripped his coat, of which was almost exactly the same as Deacon's coat, which is why he was upset. Right. <laughs> yeah. Rip my coat. I don't give a fuck about your coat, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so they, it's like the next day, Peter dies. Yeah, the next day, they wake up. They're he- hearing screaming from the basement, which is where um, Peter is locked up in his uh, concrete sarcophagus. There's just fire and brimstone everywhere. He's burning up. 
Vlad runs off, grabs some water, comes back. It was like a it was like a wine bottle full of water. Right. It was very <laughs> right. pitiful. Right. And then he's like, I was too late. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just that uh, it was like a cup of water. It was like a... Oh, my God. That's fucking crazy. So after Peter dies... The, the cops come poking around because the neighbors called the cops yep. or whatever, as they would. Before that, um, they were trying to figure out what caused this. And they saw the broken window and they saw a body. Of which on his body was... Um, stakes and stakes a crucifix. And, and a crucifix. Holy water, whatnot. And of which they saw the crucifix. They were freaking out and were trying to cover it up with the coat and they're like once they got it covered they're like okay all right it's all good right right <laughs> right like it's not even there anymore uh i fucking love the silly vampire shit like they're very good the individual actors in this are very good at i wouldn't even say overly like they're so dedicated to to the role to okay. the role yeah. yeah that it's just it's phenomenal even if it is like jokey and hokey and a mockumentary and and all this stupid shit they are all in. Yeah, it it is. They are fully committed to the role, at a hundred percent. Which really does make or break a film. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think this is good direction too. Oh yeah. Uh, not you know, of course, in the coming years after this movie was made, we would see great things from Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. uh, and and these other guys as well. Uh, but the so the yeah, the, they figure out it was a vampire hunter. And Nick is down there and he's like, oh, yeah, fucking oh, no. I, I know that, that guy. I remember that guy. What, did you tell me you were a fucking vampire? He's like, oh, yeah, I told him I, I, told him I was a vampire. He said he was a vampire. Hold on, I thought he was just having a laugh, you know. Uh, <laughs> I just got his email. just gave him my email. And uh, they're like, you son of a bitch. And they, they banish Nick from the house. Well, first they start fighting, and that's kind of what got the police to arrive. Yeah, they're like, said there was smoke and fire and uh, no small amount of shrieking. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I love it when they like they act like they're gonna fight and they like chest to chest, but they float up in the air to do it and fucking. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, it's so fucking stupid. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. Uh, like, I almost feel like I had help writing this. Like, if I were, if I were, <laughs> if somebody was like, hey, why don't you come help us make this movie? I go, what it's about? Well, you know, what's it about? And they said, vampires. Let me you, see that you script. You gotta have <laughs> the stupid screeching. Yeah, let me get that script, a highlighter, a sharpie, and a pen. I'm gonna make just a couple edits. Uh, because th- this is in my neck of the woods for like, just for comedy in general. Yeah. Like, this is the sort of thing that's made for... I'm the audience for this. Mm-hmm. Because it's uh, it's right in my wheelhouse of shit that I think is absolutely hysterical. Yeah, this film is amazing. Yeah. So, the the cops come and have a poke around. And they get hypnotized... You know, they hypnotize the cops. Um, Which which one was it that hypnotized them? It was uh, the 18th century guy. Yeah, uh, Taika Waititi's uh, character. Ta- yeah. I can't remember his name. Um. um he he hypnotized them, but he said, "I'm not very good at it." Yeah, he's like they could. He's like they could become unhypnotized like any second. And like throughout the whole time that the police are there, they're like, "Wait a second, there's no smoke alarms." Right. <laughs> oh no, see that? Huh? No smoke alarm in here. Yes, there is. Oh yeah, there is. Oh yeah, yeah. So there is. <laughs> Just keeps rehypnotizing him. 
<laughs> oh, never mind. There is. Who's this is guy? It... Oh, he, he's drunk. He's just drunk. He's, he's just there. He's our friend. Yeah. He's drunk. And she's like, well, you're not very good friends. He's not good. He's going to wake up feeling horrible, isn't he? <laughs> Get him a blanket. <laughs> like, oh, I got the concrete on him, keeping him warm. You know, <laughs> she's like, well, it's not very comfortable. Just chooses ass for that. And they're like, all right, you guys have a good night. Think about, you know, some of the stuff that we said about smoke alarms. Get that addressed, you know. We don't have to come back. It just, the whole bit with the cops had so, me had me so dying, good. man. Very, they're like, very they're funny like stuff. They're like floating, attached to the ceiling, looking up at him, being like, hey, how's your night? <laughs> yeah. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's great. Great. One of so, my favorite scenes from this film. It, it probably is mine too. So they they banish Nick from the house, uh, and they have a like a like a ball to go to. What, what's it called? The, the midnight masquerade or something like that. The unholy masquerade. Unholy masquerade, right? Which, which is part of the show too. I believe one yeah. of the season's climaxes at the uh, at the um, unholy masquerade is some version of it, some American version of it, because there is a. Something that is established in the show is that there is not only local but also worldwide vampire councils going oh, yeah. on. Like there is an actual established underground government for the vampires and all and all unholy beings, whether it's zombies and witches and whatnot. <laughs> I love that when they go to the thing and the guy's talking to the zombie, <laughs> oh man, it was cracking me up. That's really good dialogue. It is great. I, I love it. There's a B story here the whole time also about Taika Waititi's character, how he was in love with this girl and she gave him a silver locket. I don't think it was – it was Vladimir. Uh, it was – no. Oh, yeah. The silver locket. Vladislav's yeah. the other guy. Vladislav's the other guy, yeah. Vladislav the poker. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to – I thought you were starting to talk about the beast. No, which no, is a no. Whole another we'll, part of the yeah, story. Yeah, no, we'll yeah, we'll get there. But the, the the whole time there's this B story about how Taika Waititi's character was in love with this girl. She gave him a silver locket. He like has to put gloves on. To <laughs> he has hand, to put gloves on to handle, to handle it. it. Yeah, he can only wear it for a few seconds before he starts burning. Yeah, it. he puts it on and he's like, check it out, and it starts smoking, <laughs> and he's like about to cry before he takes it out. <laughs> and he's like, yep, that's uh, that's a, that's about as long as I can as I can wear it. It's pretty great. <laughs> So he zero takes the picture out, xeroxes it, blows it up, makes a big copy of it, puts it on the inside of his coffin. And then he's like, "All right, good night." And he closes the coffin. Starts. You can tell he's jerking off in there. The coffin door is like opening, uh, closing, opening, closing. Yeah, very funny stuff. Uh, so he goes and, and sees her, and she's still alive, but she's a very old woman. About now. ninety something years. Ninety four was in. Yeah, yeah ninety four yeah. years old. So, uh, yeah, th that's been going on this whole time. And then you learn about uh, Vladislav's, Vladislav's arch and nemesis they call the Beast. The beast. There's a, just like a wiener in the middle of the <laughs> the, the picture that they show. It's like the ridiculous. Old, the old clippings are hilarious, it is, man. It is a chicken body with chicken legs, a vaguely human face. Like lion arms. Yeah, lion and there's arms. just a, a dick and balls like right, right in the middle of its chest. In the chest. middle of the chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it must have been wild living back then because you could just draw anything and, and go, no, it's real. I, somebody I, I fucking saw it. You. Yeah, I fucking saw it with my own two eyes and somebody go, that thing's out there? That's insane. I'm so glad I live behind these walls. <laughs> it It's believed where the idea of dragons came from was somebody saw a salamander and assumed it was a baby dragon. Hmm. That that's I can see that. that's where the concept of a dragon. Are you talking about was, those uh, Japanese uh, the Japanese um, salamanders that are like fucking three and a half feet tall? Um. Uh. Specifically, uh, 
I, I believe it was England, but it was some European area. Hmm. Uh, medieval Europe, somebody saw a salamander. Well, like I a could large see... amount of them and assumed it was a horde of trees. I can see where people are like, oh, yeah, fuck a, fuck a, 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 a sea monster. Because there were, like, the Welsh catfish can reach indeterminate growth large mm-hmm. enough to eat people and has. Mm-hmm. So I could see them be like, well, that's... That just happened in the in the in the Thames, so yeah, clearly there's gotta be monsters in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> the um people believe that the Loch Ness monster photo yeah. was actually a killer whale penis. Yeah, I've seen that photo. Yeah. yeah. And I gotta say that killer whale penis looks shockingly <laughs> like the Loch Ness monster. Almost almost exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, pretty darn close. Uh, so anyway, back, like uh, on to less specific, uh, yeah. more specific fantasy uh, animals. So these vampires, they're all going to this masquerade ball. And there's, there's, which is, is it vampires, witches, and zombies? Is vampires, that... witches, and zombies. Nice. Are and... what have been invited because the werewolves didn't get invited. The zombies are funny, man. Because there's the <laughs> one zombie that's like cognitively there. Yeah. And the other two are just like, <clears throat> and he's like, come on, guys, just groans. Stop, stop with the groans. Stop with the groaning. Stop with the groaning. Yeah. <laughs> so they, in true fashion of a bunch of fucking idiots, they bring stew. They bring stew. <laughs> they bring I, stew. It didn't click in my head until, like, somebody said, is that stew? <laughs> What's he doing here? Oh, yeah, brought him along. He's my mate. Nick brought him along. Because Nick did get banished. The ball was two months after that. And he turned a couple other people into vampires. So he's got his own posse going. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being Deacon's one of familiar, them being Deacon's former familiar, and they brought Stu for some reason. Yeah, because he's everybody loves everybody Stu. loves Stu, yeah. and that remains to be the case. Everybody the there, w- everybody there would love to eat Stu, though. Well, first they were having fun, hanging out with him, dancing, whatnot. People were enjoying Stu's presence, and then a couple people caught on. Uh, first, I think it was the uh, zombie. So we'll we'll. Uh, Vladislav doesn't actually come to this. He doesn't come to the event. He's like, oh, I'm not feeling mm. myself. And he looks all old and wrinkly and shit. And they're like, well, yeah. whatever. So they go. <laughs> and then they allow s- me they to s- do my dark bidding on the internet. Yeah. What you're bidding on. <laughs> Let me do my table. dark bidding on the internet. I'm about to win a table. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and, so uh, so you go to the ball and he's not there, but you meet the beast and it's just a hot vampire lady. <laughs> That's it. Just a hot vampire lady. So they all figure out that Stu's human, and they've got him surrounded, and they're about to fucking eat him. And then Vladislav rolls up, dressed like a fucking pimp from the <laughs> 80s. He looks pretty great, uh, but he does roll up and just start a, a fight. They just pretty much yeah. start having a fist fight, and Stu is able to escape, escape for a bit. Until they come across the werewolves. This is where they're all chaining themselves up to the trees, which I mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, And they turn into werewolves and and go after him, and they have another fight. And they they kill Stu. They kill kill Stu. Kill Stu. Eat him him up pretty good. Completely disemboweled him. Yeah. What did you think of the werewolves? Their design was more monster than wolf. It wasn't terrible. Wasn't a big fan of the design. I didn't, I didn't mind it. The, the The thing that I didn't like about the design of them, because I like them being like giant wolf-like monsters yeah. more than them just being like wolves. 
or like a wolf on two legs kind of thing. You know, I like them as like a giant looming. They're huge. Yeah. Uh, not very quick, though, because of their weird stilts that they're wearing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were very lumbering. Yeah, yeah. And that that part, I was like, wow, that it would have been great if that could have been a little smoother. I don't know how you would even do that, but uh, it, it would have been pretty great. Yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It was all right, I guess. Yeah, werewolf design, eh. That's fine. Yeah. So I mean, we're we're getting pretty close to the end of the movie here. Uh, Stu dies via werewolf and turns into a werewolf, and he shows up back at the house later, and he's like, "Hey, yep. hey, guys," and they're like, "Oh man, you fucking what the fuck, Stu? You're all scarred up." And he's like, yeah, I brought some friends over, and it's all his werewolf it's werewolves. But it's all the werewolves, <laughs> and uh, they're 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 trying to get along. And he's like, you know, once you get over the smell, it's they're fine. You just uh, open some windows and yeah. let it air out, <laughs> right? Right. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it's it's funny stuff about them like having this friendship. And in the meantime, Taika Waititi did bite that old lady, and now that's mm. his uh, yeah. that's his his partner, uh, which I thought was also delightful. Yeah, that 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 whole scene was pretty neat. Pretty nice, yeah. She seemed to, um, because I, I think it was hinted earlier at the film that she kind of has, that she started to have dementia, that she didn't recognize him anymore. Mm-hmm. But once he turned her, then it started to really come back to her. She recognized him and kind of enjoyed being a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, yeah. oh, I love it. I love being a vampire, actually. just a sweet old vampire grandma vampire grandma yeah pretty cool uh and then that's just the end of it isn't it is there more that i'm that i'm not remembering Uh, i think there was an end credit scene with uh the werewolves are in like a half circle and they're just kind of messing around uh, the alpha is explaining that he's an alpha and when he laughs everyone else laughs oh yeah when one guy laughs um, when one guy laughs and the rest of them don't, he's like, "What you laughing at?" And he's like, uh, I, "I don't know." See, got you there, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was uh, that was, was funny stuff, man. I I like this movie. Um, had you seen it before this? No, I have not. I have seen the show. Okay, so you were just kind of wanting an excuse to yeah, watch it. I was wanting an excuse to watch which it, which I've done before on the show as well. It's like a movie I haven't seen, but I want to watch it, so I'll I'll check that out. Yeah. I, um, I'm going to say something that might upset people. I prefer the show. I don't think that's upsetting at all. <laughs> well, some people get super defensive when it comes to their preferences. Oh, not at all. You know, I, you know, I think I, I think I prefer the movie because it is a one shot digestible yeah. hour 20 something, you know, real breezy, brisk. That being said, I do really like the show. Mm-hmm. I like the addition that, of the energy vampire. That does come with, you know, with how it's a different different show format. One's a show, one's a movie. Yeah. You just, when, once you're done with the movie, that's it. Um, and with the show, there's already three seasons. Yeah, and in the show, I, I like I like Nadja. I like, uh, uh, yeah. I like uh, God, what's his name? The energy vampire, Colin... Colin Robinson. Colin Robinson. I, I, re- I remember his name because his name is repeated every time in yeah, full. <laughs> yeah, I know a Colin Robinson, actually. Uh, <laughs> but they never call him Colin. Yeah, they always it's, call it's him always Colin, Colin Robinson. Robinson. <laughs> I hate and, you, Colin Robinson. And he's an energy vampire, so he'll just walk into a room and go, 
Hey, Jan, how's the kids? So I tell you what I did this summer, boy. I tell you, it was sure. <laughs> it just knocks you out. And he just never shuts up. And you're like, oh, my God, this guy's droning on. It's that. Like, he does that <laughs> deliberately. It makes him more powerful. Uh, the, the one where he, like, gets too powerful, that's probably oh, my yeah, favorite he, episode. He gets promoted. Um, he gets, like, a higher position in his office job. And he he makes everyone in the office go to sleep instantly, just being like, Hey, how's it going? And they just knock out instantly. His eyes start glowing yeah. and shit. It's very funny. And in a later scene, his head's just massive. Huh. <laughs> I remember that one. He's got like, hair all of a sudden. Yeah, and there's like three of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I loved it, man. I love uh, – I really hope that gets picked up for another season because I really God. I really enjoyed the last one. They had a, they had a great cliffhanger. Great cliffhanger. Uh, I don't want to do any spoilers for it, but it's a it's a fun show. Check fantastic. out the movie if you haven't seen it. If you like the movie, you'll like the show. Uh, just, you know, it's a, it's a bigger time sink to watch a whole TV show than it is a, a one movie. Yeah. And I think part of why I, why I prefer the show over the movie mm-hmm. is because that's kind of what I first saw. So I'm kind of more acclimated to that setting. Of the oh, world. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun cast. Oh, yeah. Th- these actors are... Much like the movie, they're phenomenal. Yeah, very, just very, very funny yeah. people. Yeah, what's the name? What's the name of the? Um, I think his name is also Vladimir, or no, it's not Vladimir. Oh, it he, starts with an N. It starts Nandor. with an N. Na- Nandor. No, Nandor. Yeah, it is Nandor. Yeah. <laughs> Gizmo. Gizmo. Everybody else calls him Gizmo. Gizmo. <laughs> oh man, and uh, is that, uh, what's that? What's the guy's name that plays Guillermo? Is that uh, Harvey? It's Harvey something. Harvey C- Cullen, maybe? Let me look it up real quick. Harvey Gillen. Uh, very very funny guy, also. Kind of the backbone of that show, really. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely, um, if there were to be, you know, they're all, in this show, they're all major characters. They all pretty much see around equal screen time. Mm-hmm. But if there were to be a main character, it would most definitely be. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got the most going yeah. on, for sure. Uh, so how many, how many, um, if your thumbs were Peters, <laughs> if your thumbs were Peters and you had 10 of them, how many, how many Peter thumbs I'd out, probably of, give out it of 10? Nine, nine and a half Peter thumbs. I, yeah, I, I'm going to go nine. I'll go a solid nine Peter yeah. thumbs. If this, uh, yeah, it, it definitely made the most out of its budget, but I, like some of the werewolf stuff, if there were, if I don't even know if there was a way to dress it up better, if you could spend a little more money on the werewolf stuff and and suffer it somewhere else. I think part of it was because there, you probably could have only seen, you know, that's the that's like seconds that is the only scene. only big detractor from this movie, and I kind of wish it was fifteen minutes yeah. longer. I I wish there was more to the werewolf. Yeah, it feels like watching an episode of the show. Yeah. Just slightly longer, but mm-hmm. I, I still want more of it. Uh, but yeah, I'll give it a hard nine. I think it's, I think it's very funny. It is definitely one of the funniest films I've seen. Yeah, good. Well, good, man. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Had anyone else recommended it to you, or did you just want to watch it because you like the show so much? When I talk about the show, I, I've wanted to watch it because I like the show. But when I've talked about the show, every time I hear, "Oh, watch the movie. It's better." I wouldn't really say that because there are some scenes, you know, there are some places where the where the movie is better. There are some places where the show is better. Yeah, well, the, the show has the luxury of, of time. Of time. Yeah. yeah so you, can, can, you can more establish 
you can you can establish more of a setting, more of a universe. Right. To the it's easier to care about those individual characters when, when you, you can when yeah. you can give them all their own episodes and be like, right. let's meet a little more about what this this guy's about or this gal mm-hmm. or you know whatever that whatever the case. But every time I hear every time I talk to somebody about it, they always tell me that the movie's better. I like I love the movie, man. Yeah. I I think it's my favorite of the two things. That being said. There's definitely much more of the series, which is what I wanted. Yeah. Here's here's what would do it for me is if I had never seen the movie and instead of uh instead of Matt Barry, he's the the one with the beard. Uh what is his name? I can never remember his name. I I always remember Naja Nandor Guillermo, but I can't remember. Naja Nandor Guillermo. Uh, I will find out. Give me 2 seconds here. Uh Laszlo. Laszlo. Yeah. So if instead of Matt Berry, you had Jermaine Clement to play Laszlo, he was the one in the movie. Oh, right. With the beard. The one that was like the sex vampire. Mm. He's like, yes, I'm very into sex. It's because I specifically think that Jermaine Clement is fucking hilarious. Mm. Yeah. And that's really it. I mean, Matt Berry is hysterical in the show. He is hysterical. But... It, uh, the same exact same lines I, it would be the same but i would be like ha jermaine clement you sly dog you uh, because it would be him instead of matt berry which yeah. matt berry fucking nails it though so yeah. i'm not taking anything away from matt berry I'll i probably just keep the show where it is personally for me yeah because i i like i love it the way it is it's, uh, it's probably my favorite man. show my favorite who uh, is yeah. it my favorite show? It's not my favorite because it's hard for me to pick favorites. It's, but top, it's 10. top Yeah, it's probably top ten. I'd say for me it's top five. You ever watched Last Man on Earth? I have not had a it's, chance to watch it. It's it's in that same realm of comedy. Mm. It, uh, yeah, I think you'd enjoy it. I'd recommend it to anybody. Full uh, cast of very very funny people. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, what do you got? Anything else about about uh, about this? Uh. Funny, funny, funny. Yep, that's about it. Funny, funny, funny. So you heard it. You heard it here, folks. Uh, funny, 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 funny movie. So we're gonna go watch a movie that's probably not <laughs> very funny. It, it might be funny in a different I'll, way. I'll be honest though. I I peeped a couple of screenshots on accident, and uh, it looks like we're in for a delightful time. Uh, we're going to go watch Life Force from 1985. Life Force. And this is the first thing that came up when I Googled Space Vampires movie. <laughs> so I'm assuming it's about space vampires. That sounded like yeah. a cool avenue. So we're going to go check that out. We will be right back. Here's a sponsor. Uh, m- maybe fake. Maybe real sponsor. Not real you sure. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Keep your, keep your ears. Yeah. Uh, keep, keep, just keep them, I guess. Huh? Fucking Trick Stevens here. Hey, what's up? It's fucking Trick Stevens here. What are you doing? Uh, hey, Trick. Today we're gonna be testing out the all new. I don't fucking care which one it is. iPhone Wiener. We're gonna test out the new iPhone Wiener. That's fine. It's a Wiener. It's a Wiener. It's made by iPhone. Yeah, you gotta put it. Put it in you. Okay. What's it do? And then test that product. Hey, listen, I'm the bad boy of product testing, so I don't, I don't need this shit. Just get straight with me. What the fuck does this? What does your product do? You know what I mean? I you just gotta read the user manual out loud. What's your name? Uh, what's your name, son? Split. 
Trevins. Nope. Uh, Tom Brokaw. <laughs> it's Tom Brokaw. Brokaw. Fucking Trick Stevens here. <laughs> Brief interjection from your program. I just wanted to throw out a couple of special thanks for the folks that make this show possible. Uh, big thanks to Brad Sexton for our jams, Lamplighter Production for our artwork, God Sized and Growing for some musical guest appearances, uh, the Missouri T shirt company, and uh, Dave, who's our YouTube editor. We, we probably wouldn't even be on that platform were it not for him. If you want to check out anything any of these amazing people are working on, all of their links are in the description for this episode. If you want to contact the show, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at It's Just Two Movies. Uh, we've got a Facebook page now, um, so that's on there. Uh, you can always leave us a comment on YouTube, uh, or you can email us at It's Just Two Movies at gmail.com. Okay, yeah, and uh, if you like the show, you know, um, uh, like, subscribe, leave us a, leave us a review. That, that stuff helps tremendously. So uh, anyway, back to the show. Welcome to the second half of the show, where we discuss the other movie that we watched to make this show for you, the listener. Uh, and we watched Life Force. It's a 1985 sci-fi horror film, one hour, f this says 41 minute runtime, I found it to be like, what, hour 56? Uh, hour 56, yeah. Hour, hour 50 but something. a good chunk of it is beginning credits it's a lot of beginning credits yeah <laughs> it's it's a yeah it's a chunk yeah. of it yeah um anywho uh it's got a 6.1 out of 10 on imdb 57 percent on rotten tomatoes 50 percent on metacritic 86 percent of google users like this movie uh release date june 21st 85 directed by toby hooper music by henry mancini adapted from the Space Vampires. Uh, I don't have budget, but I do have box office 11.6 million. So for 1985, I'm going to say that was probably profitable. Could you could you possibly find the... Uh, um, I'm having a hard time finding the box office... Uh, budget? Budget. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, mm -hmm. uh, this stars Matilda, uh, Matilda May, Patrick Stewart, Steve Railsback. Frank Finley, Nancy Paul, Peter Firth, Michael Gothard. And uh, I mean there's some other some other noteworthy uh characters in there as well. But uh it's weird Patrick Stewart so quickly billed cuz he's I would say he's not in it that much. I guess he had some level of fame already in 1985. Yeah, um how how far away was this from uh Next Generation? Oh god, I don't I don't know when Star Trek Because uh... the first Star Trek started uh the first Star Trek uh series started it I I think it was sixty nine. Um so next generation would have probably been late seventies, early eighties. So by this point, Patrick Stewart is established as a well known actor. Uh nineteen eighty seven. Ooh. So he hasn't quite hit his debut. Yeah, I guess not of uh, of being in big shit anyway. Yeah, but anyway, Patrick Stewart's in this is delightful. That like yeah. the bit that he's in is pretty great. Uh, I thought that uh, Matilda May makes a very like she was doing what she was supposed to be doing. Like, hey, be alluring and like a little bit creepy and kind of off putting. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, I can't find uh, money numbers. However, did you know that Matilda May had to learn her lines phonetically? 
because she didn't know any English. Really? Yep. Wow, that's so wild. That's probably where some of the off-putting came from. Huh. Well, I thought it was great she only had a couple of lines. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? It, yeah. It was necessarily too much. Yeah. Nailed it, though. What did you think about this, Nate? Uh, what did I think about it? Um, The pacing isn't bad. I, that's what I thought. It's weird. It's almost two hours long. Yeah. It it didn't feel too long. No. No, it didn't. <laughs> it, like, it could have... It, it still felt too long, but that's because every other scene was too long in itself by... Yeah few seconds but then that kind of adds up to an hour 56 yeah just it's (laughs) just chewing some scenery exactly yeah yeah, but it is it'll like the scene will end and a character will just look off into the distance for it'll switch back a full 12 seconds yeah it'll it'll switch back and forth every four or five seconds to what you were just watching and then the character's reaction and then to what's going on and then back to the character's reaction and then back to what's going on and then back to the character's reaction. And if you want, you can probably loop me saying that a few more times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd be right. Um, so the, the okay, what happens here? So there's some NASA guys, right? I'm going to yeah. try and break this down as quick as I can so we um, can just talk about different parts of it. NASA, British Space Force team. Yeah, it, so they're going to check out Haley's Comet. There's a spaceship in in Haley's Comet. They go on the spaceship. There's three naked people in like a crystal tube and weird bat monster things or whatever. So they grab a bat monster and they grab the people in the naked tubes. And then there's a it's a like a mind disease and somebody gets life force drained on the ship and and the captain he sets it on fire and it hits an escape pod. But the vampires also get an escape pod in their little escape pods that they're already in. Uh, little crystal coffins or whatever, and uh, they 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 get to Earth and uh, they're recovered. And then essentially these vampires wreak havoc until they are finally stopped at the end of the movie. Yeah. So that's what the whole the whole shebang is. Most of the movie is set in London. Uh, there are some scenes in Texas. There are some scenes in space. Um, but it's it's mostly. It's mostly England, specifically yeah. London. Um, yeah. Setting was all right, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. A bunch of it. Like when they're the stuff that's in space, I was like, this looks okay. Yeah. I mean, like, doesn't look like it cost a fortune, but it looks pretty good. You know, for, for especially for 1985. 1985. I wasn't like, wow, this is a real spaceship. I'm there. No, I was just like, well, that's a really good effort. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wow. Like a lot of you can tell that a lot of the space scenes were miniature works mm-hmm. uh, like I, pretty much it always is when you, it's movies set in the 70s and 80s and early 90s before CGI yeah. really became a think, practical thing you could do. Well, I think some of the explosions are as well. Mm hmm. Yep. Um, pretty much just pretty much what you would do is do a quick explosion of something and then just reel the tape super fast blow up a bit bit of lighting and there you go you've got some slow motion effects of explosions and because it's miniature work and you're doing something set in space it looks it appears big yeah 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 yeah, yeah. most of it looked pretty all right it, it looked all right so and then we come to the cgi stuff that they did throw in so and that's not really the case <laughs> huh, i want to I go back to the beginning though there's there's so much going on with the space lore of this yeah. shit 
So forget, man, forget most of the common, forget most of the common tropes about vampires, <laughs> except for the fact that they need to feed and that they can spread. Yes. That, that's it. Mind control powers. I would say that's more the main thing here. Mind control powers is very much a thing that when it comes to vampires traditionally. However, the way they approached this in this film was kind of ridiculous. So the way they approached mind control in this film was less about hypnosis and more about like a, like possession. A, like a psychic bond, yeah. To... Psychic bonds and possession. Yeah. Um, what's the name? She didn't have a name in this film. It was just Space, Space Girl. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Space Girl or That Woman or The Vampire. That that was her name. Mm-hmm. One of her three names. Her outfit throughout this film was non-existent. <sighs> Not available. <laughs> they just couldn't get it. <laughs> it might so, not have arrived in time. Well, I say the show must go on. So, yeah. so most of the most of the film <laughs> that she appears in, uh, she is completely naked. Yeah. Uh, titties out. It's a it's a weird thing to see in most of a movie for 1985 because it, it's not like it's not like three scenes. And it's you have, like you have to remember it's that it's a the, majority of the the entire film. The 80s was when it came to entertainment censorship. Well, I guess that was really right before censorship. Censorship. I think it was right at that time. Yeah, because it. Uh, I think it started getting buck wild in the late 80s, in early late 90s. 80s, early 90s, especially when Mortal Kombat became a thing. Because that's oh, kind yeah, of what yeah. really set it all off. Wild. So, this film set in the 80s, non-existent outfit. There are some scenes where it's okay. So it is full body nudity which is not normally present in these types of 80s films. Yeah. Um, There are some scenes where you actually do see uh, full frontal nudity. Yeah. Yeah, one's on like a zombie mummy, uh, a mummy zombie. So what these vampires do, well, that's a good jumping off point, full bush to how the vampires work. Uh, But (laughs) how the vampires work is, they drain your life force, which is like a crackling blue and white electricity. Yeah. Your uh, life force trademarked. Yeah, TM. <laughs> and uh, so they they drain this electricity out of you, and you turn into like a, like a uh, like a uh, like a shriveled uh, like a shriveled raisin person. And then in two hours, if you've seen, you will the... briefly come back to life. And if by chance somebody stops to try to help you because you are just a skeleton at this point, Mm -hmm. if somebody's like, oh, my God, are you okay?" (laughs) Then you can suck out their life force and then you'll be back to back to regular. But you have you have to feed on more life force every, every two hours, not every two hours, as long as you don't take two hours, because at that two hour mark is when you're done. Yeah, right. Um, boy, their metabolism has got to be insane. Oh my god! It's so they can turn into those bats. Mm. Like if you if you consume enough, that's when you turn into a bat. Gotta I get ready guess. for that bat metamorphosis. I don't know. There's a sequel, so metamorphosis. We might. <laughs> there's possible more lore to it. Yeah, possible. Is the sequel even called? It's Life Force Two. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Wow. Let me give that a quick Google, actually. 
And while you're doing that, I have another uh, fun fact. Speaking of the full frontal nudity, here's a goof. When the space girl, because that's her name, it just takes gets me, off the table. It just takes me to the regular life force. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I saw an image for the sequel. Oh, it's Life Force 2 Discs. Oh. <laughs> Boom. Oh, there's not a sequel. No, what a shame. <laughs> and it's a joint support horse supplement. What? Yeah. Life Force. Yeah. It's twenty seven ninety five on Chewy, baby. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's see here. When the space girl gets off from the table and faces the man... On her reflection on the window behind her, she's wearing red underwear. That's a fun fact. That's on this website. Huh. Well, that's our famous segment, Fun Facts from our website. (laughs) Good night, everyone. (laughs) So, uh, what, um, hmm. (laughs) Hmm. Any other fun fun things to say about this movie uh the soundtrack um because i'm a music man the soundtrack definitely caught my ear that's about it it's pretty good yeah but just for a different movie right it does not fit the setting there's been multiple times where the general where the cadence of the film the the cadence of the music does not fit the film towards the end of the film the main characters come across the lair let's just is cathedral was it yeah yeah uh, they, yeah it's like a cathedral kind of thing and uh, when he they, comes across it she's she's sending vampire energy up to the mothership which i want to come back and talk about the mothership yeah. so so when when he comes when this one guy comes across the cathedral you're you're you'd expect because this is this is the final showdown part of the film right so you expect something epic something dramatic like something like that but it's just it's just the main theme again or at the very least (laughs) (laughs) just the flat fucking (laughs) you know what I'm talking about it's just the actually I thought the climax of this was pretty good carry on The, the climax was good but the music didn't fit it was just the main theme again yeah, in a it was a little it was a little um I personally I only noticed it like two or three times, except for sometimes I'd be like, Oh, this is kind of a snappy yeah. beat. Yeah, it I liked the music. It was very well done. Whoever they hired to get it to to make it did a great job. It just didn't fit the film. Hmm. It it didn't fit fit you can tell that they were trying to go for character themes because there was there were certain um, there were certain differences when it came to the when it came to the different cadences of the, of the music, different uh, note progressions, different melodies when it came to presenting various characters. But it wasn't really done well with the theme of the film. It just that's kind of my main gripe with this is that it's well it's well done music, just didn't fit. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna bring up Star Wars. Because they did a fantastic job of using, because there's a there's a Vader theme, there's a theme for Leia, there's a theme for Luke, and each time this char- these characters are brought up, you hear the music, and it fits well. This film, 
was trying to go for that and failed. They did a good job with the music. It just didn't fit. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I didn't I didn't notice it that much. I did, like there were one or two times that I picked up on it. I was mm-hmm. like, well, that's, that doesn't seem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the wrong vibe, I guess. We mentioned earlier. I mean, that... <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> so we mentioned earlier that the film was uh, we thought it was an hour 46 or something like that. But the version we watched was an hour and 56. Oh, there's multiple cuts. There's four cuts. Four? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Did we watch the longest one? We watched the third longest. Motherfuck. So. How long's the shortest one? uh, 101 minutes. So so it's an hour and 41 minutes. I bet that's the best one. It's the most cut version. So the version we watched was an hour and 56 minutes. 116 minutes and it's it's got let's see here uh voiceover just the whole voiceover at the beginning of the film that was cut in the fully cut down version yeah describing what the mission is it's not there anymore doesn't matter so if you were to watch that version you would have no idea what's going on what the name of the ship is who are the characters none of that you would just have to learn that through watching the film um of which the film did a par- terrible job of introducing things like that. So, let's see here. Conversations have been cut. More cut conversations. More cut conversations. Uh, spacecraft scenes. Conver- conversations. Conversations. A lot of a lot of unnecessary things were cut. <laughs> things. Uh, let's see here. Uh, comments. Comments. Things. Stuff. Stuff that doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, let's see here. I'm trying to find the most, the most necessary thing that was removed. And all of it is unnecessary. Oh, the kiss between Armstrong and Carlson is removed. Oh, um, Patrick, Patrick Patrick Stewart, Stewart. (laughs) it got kissed from, uh, Carlson because of some weird hypnosis thing going on. Yeah. Uh, that was cut again. It's the 80s. You can probably guess why. Uh, so was the... So was another kiss. Uh, yeah, th- there were multiple scenes that were kissed, either because it was unnecessary or gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, silly. So, the second longest cut is 128 minutes, which had... Apparently, most of that time, apparently that extra 12 minutes was just more space and spacewalk stuff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. So, And the longest version is the original unedited European version, which I can't find the time for. And apparently it has more violent and erotic footage, TriStar pictures cut from the domestic version. That's the one that's just straight up called Space Vampires, yes. right? Yes. Yep, that's the Italian version. Yeah. Um, it also contains the full Henry Mancini score. That probably explains why the music was pretty good. In place of the occasional Michael Kamen's music cues, which probably explains why some bits just didn't mix well. There there are definitely some parts that I've noticed that not only it, it didn't just mix with the film setting but also with the rest of the music itself yeah that's probably why because in the version we watched there were there were two musicians going at it Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Yeah, so so essentially what goes on here is Steve Railsback is your plays Colonel Tom Carlston Carlson. And he's your he's your main guy. Yep. Uh because he like was one of the astronauts on the NASA ship when Space Girl like sucked some of his life force but gave him some of her life force, so they're like psychically linked or whatever. Uh, I think she she started gaining some of his life force, but then she gave some of her power to him. It it seems like this movie would have done better as a different project, a different, more erotic project. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think this. <laughs> I think that's where I was trying to go God, with that joke. Imagine an hour and forty six minute long movie style pornography film. That had like that had weird, like an actual weird, like, story, psychic brood. With weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> that would be all right. <laughs> that would be fine. Uh, it, it, I don't. Surely, there's a way that you could remake this in a modern sense, and not like I'm saying you should remake it, but let's say that that was your task. What? What? What do you? How would you approach this? Because I. I like the mothership in this, but if I was going to redo it, it wouldn't be that. It's like a, a, an, it looks like an uprooted tree with an umbrella on top of it. Yeah. So the, and it yeah. runs off life force. So really, the spaceship is an, it's an organic thing that is an extension of the aliens. It's basically a giant space leech. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Just a big space leech. I don't know how I would approach this. Um, hmm. I say disconnect from the vampire thing entirely. Yeah. Because this is, you could tweak this a bit and it not be the, like vampire the, at all. But I like the idea of like the, the brood, you know what I mean? The, the unseen thing that spreads or mm-hmm. whatever. The only thing that makes them a vampire is stealing life from another creature. Which... Life. Force, force trademarked trademark <laughs> um but most importantly is the their weakness which isn't even it's tangent it, it's a tangential comparative thing to yeah. a vampire's actual weakness which is silver or steaks or garlic which everybody knows which everybody, everybody knows, knows. Uh, you got a vampire problem you give it steaks and it'll go away <laughs> Either the wooden one or you just give it a good steak and it'll just leave you alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good center cut, you yeah. know. I um, love it. In this film, their weakness is, he says it's leaded iron, mm-hmm. but it could just be lead. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, he shoots a couple zombies. About two inches oh, below the heart. Two inches below the heart. That's where their life force trademarked is centered. He shoots... One of the guys shoots a couple zombies there, and they explode with their life force trademarked flying out of them and into the mothership. I think for, like, the main... So that would be the liver. That would be the liver. Yeah, it would be the liver, it would appear. Ah. Uh, Both the liver and the stomach are located in the lower chest region under the thoracic diaphragm. Oh, that's under the diaphragm, so that's more than two inches. I don't know what's two inches below the heart, man. Hmm. We were talking spleen? about it a little bit during the movie, and I'm like, well... Could like, it be I... the spleen? Or is this... No, I don't think so. 
lungs. Because of its central location in your chest, the heart is close to a lot of other vital organs. Your heart is located behind your (laughs) sternum, between your two lungs. The heart is located closer to the front of your chest. In front of your esophagus and spine, below your heart is your diaphragm, stomach, and liver. So it's the diaphragm. Yeah, yeah, I guess you just have to puncture their diaphragm and they're (laughs) fucked. Your your life force trademarked is stored in the diaphragm. Uh, Don't get me wrong, I would rather not be stabbed in the diaphragm. That sounds (laughs) like a really bad deal. Sounds like it would make Tell you feel me, gassy. Tell me, if you were to be stabbed, where would you prefer to be stabbed? Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> Let's just not. <laughs> that's, yeah, let's avoid that question. <laughs> uh, fuck, man. I guess, um, I guess, man, I don't want to be, I don't want to be stabbed in the leg, though. I don't want to be stabbed <laughs> anywhere. Uh, God, yeah, I guess I'd take one in the leg. Yeah. Fuck, man. Sucks not being able to walk. I feel like it would heal the fastest. I would go for... I would go for the leg, but, like, close to the edge, where you're pretty much only getting the skin and part of your muscle. You can't... No. That's not... (laughs) That's that's getting cut. I'm trying. That's getting cut, Nate. (laughs) Not stabbed. (laughs) Uh, Semantics, you know what I mean? Semantics. They're fun. So, what was I saying about this fucking thing? Okay, so you got the vampire lady. She gets loose or whatever. They cut down the other two guys because they fucking unload Oh, yeah, there's, there's three of them. Yeah, the <laughs> other two, they're like, why was there three in the first place then? Because they needed another they, explosion? They need. <sighs> you could cut those two guys out of it. I in, think they needed them so that the main characters have a test subject to learn their weakness i guess because that's where they that's how one of the scientists learned Hmm. that it's iron uh leaded iron he might have said what like what um organ it punctured but uh he he didn't say what organ it seems like they all just turn into potting soil on the inside after i think it's supposed to be ash but it was very more closer like, to a dirt consistency uh, pretty granule yeah you know what i'm saying yeah like maybe a, a dark roasted uh maybe it could have been coffee beans man could have been coffee grounds mm. hmm i don't know what it was i mean i'm curious to know but it was like a ashen but not ashy looking. <laughs> it just looks very granular. It just looks like dirt. It's what I'm saying. It's, it was gritty. It was a gritty stuff. Like a sand dirt kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, so they just would just be a crust and and that stuff on the inside. Yeah. Some of them would explode. Some of them would just die. Could have been unmixed concrete. Could have been unmixed concrete. A little bit of quickcrete. Yeah. Quickcrete. Contact me at It's Just Two Movies <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. It's Just Two Movies at gmail.com. Send me an email, quick Crete, about how you would love me to endorse your or stop talking about your products. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll Danny, this is me, CEO of Quick Crete. Please stop talking about us. Thanks. I'll do it for a dollar. <laughs> do it for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a dollar. We'll stop Keep making fun of Keep my concrete's <laughs> name out of your mouth. Oh, that's all the that's all the topical references I'm gonna do ever. So what else about this man? Like, um, th- okay, so the weird tree umbrella thing. Yeah, I I like the fact that it was organic. Like they're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a life form. So the like, umbrella cool. shape was very close and resembled <sighs> of a bat wing. 
That's what I hate about it. That's the thing I don't <laughs> like about it is the weird umbrella up at the top. Like, it could just look like anything. I think they're trying to go for, like, a sale, I guess. Yeah. Then what's with the roots at the back of the... Like, why does the rest of it look like a tree? A I straight and narrow tree. Answer that. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. Maybe it was rooted somewhere originally. Maybe. And now it's flying through space looking for a new, a new place to, you know, whatever, whatever it does. Maybe it was a giant structure built by these vampires. Of which, how, how would they even exist without. Like, how would they evolve to the point of space travel and not just, again, their metabolism is two hours. And if they don't feed by then, they die, right? That's after consuming a human consuming, person. <laughs> well, I would assume it's not specifically humans because it's been. It's like a hive mind. Yeah. Um, because they didn't know English. They didn't know what a human looked like until. Uh, the human craft came close enough for them to read the minds. How? Okay, I can... Whatever, I'm okay with that. How would they... My problem is, how would they evolve to the point of space travel without without dying from not eating for two hours? Yeah. <laughs> like, a, I would assume it's a planet full of these guys. And how come they look like humans? So, they look like humans because I assume they can shapeshift i assume yeah that wasn't very well explained because sometimes they're a big bat the, I, I liked I, the big bat monster that thing was pretty cool i liked the big bat monster yeah, i thought it looked pretty great. it looked like a bat but it very get, much was an alien bat yeah kind of thing. you didn't get much of it but it was a fucking neat looking critter yeah, it was pretty I neat i don't know that the wings were necessary i don't really buy wings on an alien because maybe I, I mean not like it couldn't happen but well, uh there were hands on top of those wings so it wasn't like it wasn't like it wasn't like the bats that we already accustomed to where the hands are the wings right there's wings and also hands so they've got the opposable thumbs they can build things they're they're probably they were able to evolve to space travel and that's the end of my thought. That's it. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> that, yeah, that's I guess they, of... I guess they could have wings. It really wouldn't matter because it is kind yeah. of like a hive nest thing that they live in. Assuming that originally came from another planet. What so if... I would make this definitely more of a make it geared more towards it's an organic hive mind alien situation. Yeah, because they uh they kind of unnecessarily lean into the vampire bit, and it it's like it's already like thirty steps removed. Mm-hmm. So the only thing about it's just it's a bat yeah. monster. And it's like, a bat monster. <laughs> yeah, which I dig though. I like I like the bat that monster. Really it makes good. sense that they're vampires in this. Yeah. I mean, like present day though. Yeah. Damn, because I would kind of want to keep the bat vampire thing, mm-hmm. or the the bat alien look at that. Just kind of the vibe of it. Yeah. It's weird face and shit. It was mm-hmm. cool. It would be cool if if we we're in this hypothetical. We were to re- we were to do it ourselves. To instead of having that as an animatronic, because that very much was an animatronic, it was barely moving, and places where it was moving very looked very rubberized. Yeah, okay. Uh, you can tell it was pretty much bolted into the ground because it was extremely stationary. I would instead have that as a costume, and have that on it with an actor on strings. I do it as CGI and get Andy Circus. Mm. That's what I do. Eighty CGI. <laughs> 
What? Because <laughs> this is an 80s film. No, no we're remaking it present day. Oh, re- remaking it present day. Yeah, remaking yeah. it present day. What would you What would you do about it? They're remaking everything. Actually, they're remaking everything anyway. Nate. I think I would still go literally, for literally everything. How many new things have you seen come out? A handful. I've seen a handful um, of them. But I also am doing a movie podcast and watching all kinds of weird <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's. I I think. Yeah, no. I would still go for the costume look, though. Yeah. No. 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 I'm not. Uh, that would probably work fine. Yeah. I. You know what? Yeah. I'd, I'd still go for the costume look, actually. Um, you don't, you don't see a lot of films these days with the... I do. Oh, you do? I see a lot of films these days. With... (laughs) (laughs) Got you. (laughs) Fucking got you, Nate. Got me. But there's not a lot of films with that kind of low budget in mind. The, you're not relying entirely on computers. It's mostly practical effects kind of thing. You've got costumes. Like, I, I... the most prominent newer film that kind of went for that style was the remake of Dark. Well, was it a remake or a prequel of Dark Crystal? Uh, there's a prequel series. Prequel series of Dark Crystal, and they stuck to the. I haven't seen it. Um, it's uh, from what I've heard, it's pretty good. I've also heard it's pretty good. Uh, there's a one of the hosts of a podcast called Stuff to Blow Your Mind. Uh, it's a like by How Stuff Works mm. uh, podcast. Uh, one of them has commented about like watching it, and you're like, oh, "Yeah, it was pretty good." Because uh, I I love the original Dark Crystal, and, oh, yeah. and just puppets in general, and I I like that shit. I don't know why I like the aesthetic of it, but I do. It's great. It's weird when they can actually make them <laughs> like uncomfortable to look at and kind of creepy <laughs> and shit. They hit that nice uncanny oh, valley. Yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, that's probably what I would go for is to keep that kind of general style, mm. except instead of having it in animatronic. I'd probably throw more bad creatures in this film. Yeah. It, it'd be cool to s- still keep the whole uh, transform into uh, human and blend in kind of thing. But to have more of those bad creatures, they're missing out because that was a really cool character design. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That was neat. I probably would have preferred for it to be a, a person in, a, in an outfit because that thing was huge. You could very much fit a person in that thing. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it was massive. That's mm-hmm. true big critter pretty yeah. neat whoever de- designed that thing was knew what he was doing i would dial up the effects and maybe just like speed this up give me give me two less main characters like the patrick stewart thing didn't even need to be like <laughs> like none of it needed it, to be but i was just like oh shit patrick scene. stewart the whole them meeting him the information that he gave them they could have just like hung up within, a phone and been like, it just came in over the radio that blah, 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 blah. Within that 15 minutes, all they learned was that people can be possessed. Which we already knew. Which we already knew. Right. It was entirely unnecessary. That mm-hmm. would have cut 15 minutes out of this film. It was a it was a chunk of it. But it was <laughs> delightful seeing Patrick Stewart. Oh, yeah. Maybe I would dial up the Patrick Stewart, just give him a different just, role. Just give him one of the main character roles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the uh, the, uh, the grizzled detective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, or the the lead physician, or whatever, Wh- whatever the yeah, um, whatever the old dudes were. I guess I will say that present who, day. Who is the actor for the um the the detective, the London detective guy? He wore that trench coat. Oh, that would have been uh, Peter Firth. Mm. I would keep him. Yeah, he yeah, did a great I, job. Yeah, I thought he was great actually. He was probably the most convincing role in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, of course, you've got Steve, uh, Steve, Steve Railsback. Uh, 
he's he's great in it, but he he just makes this fucking crazy face where he just stares off into the <laughs> distance, and you're like, "What's going on, buddy?" Uh, and it's it's hard to tell kind of what he's going for, and he just he's really got a Norman Bates in Psycho yeah look to him. Uh, I, I found him to be a bit odd at, at, at some times in it. Uh, I would probably get... I would probably have Patrick Stewart play that character. Yeah, Patrick Stewart. Present day? Not... Well, I mean, <laughs> he looks the same. <laughs> kind of. He he kind of looks the same. Yeah. He, he acts the same. He, he's still a phenomenal actor, in my opinion. Man, I, I don't really know who I would get for anything in this. Um... Like, I can think of the people that I would cast it as. I can see their faces when I look at the faces of these people, but I can't think of their names or anything that they're in, or I would just Google it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, I mean, I guess really you could get just about anybody as as long as they were decent. This would probably be a good exposure film. If you could get one familiar face in this, like a Patrick Stewart, or just get Patrick Stewart... Uh, to come in and be like a, a physician or a doctor or something like that, and to be like a consultant in it for most of the movie, kind of like a tag along, maybe has mm-hmm. an honorable death towards the end or something like that. Yeah, uh, that you know that would just be another fun dis- alien disaster movie, but with the you would need somebody who can take the direction to really lean into the the fact that it's like the hive mind mind control. Uh, horde because that's the scary part. Yeah. But you have to lean into it in certain terrifying realizations. Several back to back, I I, I would guess. But uh, any director that would kind of lean into that part of it, make it psychologically thrilling. Mm, Maybe maybe like a Denis Villeneuve or um, who else does a good fucking psychological thriller? Oh, like Jordan Peele, David Fincher. Oh, yeah, Jordan Peele. I was trying to remember his Yeah, I should have remembered his name instantly because yeah. like, I'm aware of his um, other work. <laughs> like anybody who can lean into the uncomfortable part of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's that's the that's the part that would make it a good, thrilling fucking story. And then, yeah, absolutely. Throw in some fucking body horror and shit like that. People love that shit or it yeah. makes them uncomfortable, which – also kind of still does the trick. Yeah, that, uh, that is it, part of the psychological part. What was it? What was it? Hitchcock yeah. said to, to torture your audience for 70% of the movie mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. Something like torture that. the audience as often as possible. Well, he was also good at torturing his actors as well. Oh, but... he was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> but he he broke ground for a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that we get now. As most groundbreakers are. Oh, this is awful. <laughs> uh yeah um (laughs) what how many um how many space thumbs (laughs) if you had 10 if you had 10 mummy thumbs oh yeah they were how many mummy by the end of the movie they're all zombies it's it's the craziest fucking thing i mean i guess they're supposed to be energy they're supposed to be energy they're supposed to be life force trademark vampires life force trademark vampires (laughs) That's um, true. And they all still get their life force that was left in them taken, and so they die a second time. Yeah. Except what? for not later, because then they're zombies. Then they're zombies. It's what? I don't know. It's wild. Anyway, 
How many how many zombie mummy thumbs uh, would you give this out of ten? Uh, if, you had, if you had ten thumbs, how many thumbs? One hand, just five. Just a five pack. Just a five pack. Give it a hand. Uh, uh, I think I'm gonna give it a six because I I I didn't ex- I like just I glanced at a couple of images and I was like oh okay I I guess I'm into that. You're talking about uh, Mathilda, right? Hmm. The images of Matilda. Oh no, she, <laughs> she's. Oh no, I looked them all up. I was like, I recognize these motherfuckers from like present day shit. So I was looking up their all of their stuff, and I was like seeing what they look like present day, and I was like, man, she looks pretty much the same. With a little plastic surgery goes mm-hmm. a long way, I suppose, or maybe not. You know what I mean? Who fucking knows? Some people just age like a fine wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how many? You said five. Yeah, uh, I think I'm gonna give it a six, six five. For effort, uh, I, I like some stuff in it. Like, there was a, I, I genuinely like some stuff. Yeah, in there it. was some really good stuff about this film. It's not, it's not so bad. It's good. It's actually a pretty solid effort that's just yeah. short of the mark in a lot of places. But it's like a movie today, man. I like, would the 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 what the 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 fucking movie where Ryan Reynolds is like, I'm running a heist and I got a bunch of buddies and they drive fast cars and this is a fast car movie. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? I have no that idea. That movie was like a four. Like it, like it wasn't <laughs> even just okay. And I like Ryan Reynolds. I like his yeah. shtick. Uh, I think he's a funny guy. Uh, My, it just what it just wasn't good. And I think this is better than that on the scale of just being a movie that I watched. Yeah. My issue with Ryan Reynolds, real quick. I like him. He's really good. The problem is everything that he is. It's just Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, he's just playing himself and everything. He's in some dramatic stuff that's actually not bad. There's one where he's like he loses his daughter and he's looking for his daughter and he's in the woods or whatever. Mm. Uh, It's pretty good. Uh, I mean, it's not fucking phenomenal or anything. It's just it's it's an okay movie about that same thing that you've probably already seen. Yeah. Uh, It's just a common trope film, but Ryan Reynolds is in it. It's pretty good. Like, he's just doing a dramatic role. It's pretty good. Uh, there's that movie where he's buried alive. Mm. Uh, haven't seen that one in a really long time. Don't know if it's good or not. Uh, we did the movie Voices on the podcast. Yeah. That movie's outstanding. I absolutely love that movie. And that's not him being Ryan Reynolds. Like, that's him acting yeah. a role. And that's a great fucking yeah. movie. It's just, you really start to see, especially with his more recent films. Oh, um, well, yeah. That's what, they, much, that's what they want him for. Pretty much right after he got the Deadpool role, a uh, Deadpool role, is when he really got all these Ryan Reynolds roles where he's just Ryan Reynolds. Because happens to be that Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his person, his uh, his shtick really fi- fits with that character. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, like I know Deadpool came first, like a chicken or the egg kind of thing. <laughs> But it but, makes you wonder. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you wonder <laughs> at a certain point if they just started writing Deadpool more mm-hmm. like Ryan Reynolds in an attempt to get him cast as it in the future. Yeah. Like it was, maybe it was st- intentional. <laughs> maybe they seeded that entire campaign. Oh my God, that'd be great. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's it for the rating. Let's do the other segment of the show. Hey, what you watching? What you been watching, bro? Ah, watching. Uh-huh. Good. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, don't say. I haven't watched a lot of things. Um, We've been listening to Nate. 
You know what? I've watched kind of video a bit games. Of kind of video games you've been playing, Nate. Games. Uh, there's a small what indie kind of books ga- you've been reading, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Just jump back and forth between all of them. No, no uh, please go ahead. Um, I for a little bit I've been watching uh, The Great, which is a I think it's based in the eighteenth the eighteenth century. The oh yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, uh, Russia about. And my folks watched that. They said it was yeah. pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I, I'm already aware of Catherine the Great, and yeah, it. I mean, there's some inaccuracies, but that's kind of what you get when it's a comedy film, comedy yeah. show, series, series show, whatever. Which one is it? I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I like it. I watched. Uh, I finally caught up and finished uh, The Witcher season two. Oh yeah, my yeah. Uh, my mom's been watching it. She likes it. Yeah, I like it too. The I I'll be honest with you. The whole political structure of it. I think at a certain point they think that they just kind of assume that you know a little bit of it or mm-hmm. can fill in the gaps. That that's kind of the problem. With and the I'm Witcher not real sure what's going on with that. The kind of, the big problem with The Witcher is that if you're not aware of the general story, they didn't really they haven't really explained it very well it just kind of jumps right into it <laughs> right i've uh, i'm currently playing through a, a small indie game called rogue legacy if you're aware of the roguelite genre stuff like dark souls is probably the most well-known okay where you where if your character dies you kind of start off at start starting well not really dark souls that's kind of its own thing but it kind of tangentially is part of that whole idea where you're playing a character, and if your character dies, uh, you start over. But you have some ground to start off again. And as you just play, the further you get. It, well-known games of this genre is Spelunky, Binding um, of Isaac. So Rogue Legacy is kind of on that. Except, th- here's the kicker. Each time you start over, there's a whole new trait. And when when I say trait, I mean... You could have colorblindness. You could have dwarfism. Huh. You, could, you could have ADHD, which increases your character speed. <laughs> you could have dyslexia, which makes it impossible to read things. Like the letters get jumbled up and you can kind of tell what they're saying, which as a person with dyslexia makes it terrible. <laughs> but it's hilarious. I, I love it. Um, you could have gigantism which makes your character huge mm-hmm. you also carry a bigger sword with that the problem is your hitbox is bigger you get hit more easily yeah so i i purposefully avoid picking characters with that um because each time you die you have three characters you can choose you could have you could have dementia which makes you sees it, it makes you see character uh, enemies that aren't actually there so you oh, swing shit. at them and your sword goes That's through cool. what's this called rogue legacy Rogue Legacy. Yeah. That sounds cool, man. It, it's um, it was free on Epic Store page if you play PC games. It's a PC game. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, if I think it's all consoles as well. It's like fifteen bucks, but I got it for free, hmm. and I was like, I'll try it out, and I'm in love with it. And another game I've been playing, I'm one hundred percent serious. I'm not playing this because of recent events. It's slap, called Slap Clip Chris Rock. <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> Risk. It's... Risk. <laughs> kind of. It's called Metro Exodus. It's a post-nuclear game. I bet you have been playing that because of recent events, you son of a bitch. It's a post-nuclear game based in Russia oh. after the nukes drop. 
it's a series of games kind of 20 years after the nukes drop you're in the metro the underground roads uh un- underground train roads of uh, train roads uh, yeah underground yeah, train, train roads. roads i got you roads for trains yeah um for underneath moscow and it's been 15 20 years and each day goes by and you're losing more and more track losing more and more tunnels to the radiated monsters that mm. are slowly taking over that's kind of the series well ex- well with exodus it's, i think it's the third or fourth game in the series you leave that's kind of the general idea i got, got that. exodus you yeah. leave um you find out that life exists outside and that's the that's it i'm not going to give you any spoilers because okay. it's fun that sounds all right i Basically, why I got the game was because it was free. Yeah. <laughs> but I downloaded it because I bought a new mouse. My old one was starting to die. I started going shopping. There's this $80 mouse that just got put on sale for $32. There you go. And I found a $25 gift card that I had for about a year, and it still worked. There you go. So I basically spent like $14 out of pocket for this mouse that I love, by the way. That's awesome. Um, and I was, tra- I was just trying different games, testing it out, making sure it works right, making sure I tune it correctly. I have huge hands. So to finally have a mouse that fits my hand, it's great. Yes, yeah, sure. You got big meat mitts. <laughs> meat mitts. I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. There you go. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Give me right here in the meat mitts, baby. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I like the game. I'm played it first to test my first person shooter capabilities with this mouse and I'm going to keep playing it because it's good. Nice. Well, I don't get a ton of time to play video games. I did for like almost a whole day the other day and it was mm. glorious. And I played a bunch of shit that I've already played before. Mm, yeah. Instead of trying anything that like I had a whole day, I could have sunk my teeth into anything and instead I played three other games that I play <laughs> all the time. I uh, played some a uh, little bit of Pokemon Unite, uh, which normally wouldn't like. I don't get down on the on the card games or anything like that. Really, not mm-hmm. to say that they're bad or anything. It's just not my not my jam. Uh, but this is like a competitive uh, kind of battle royale point scoring game. Yeah, uh, which I find delightful. Uh, I played Rocket League as I am known to do, and then I played some. Uh, Tetris 99, and I also played some uh, fishing, fishing, fishing adventure, something like that. A fishing game. It's a good one, though. Fishing. I think it's just called called the fish. (laughs) Yeah, I think it is just called like fishing legend or something like that. Fishing simulator. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. Well, I love a good fishing game and there's very few of them out there. Yeah. And this one could have some very easy improvements. And would be a better game, but all in all, it is a fun and challenging game. Mm. There's a little bit of grind to it, but not until you get close to the end of the game. Mm. But yeah, I I do enjoy it very much. Um, I do have some games I'm looking forward to playing, but uh, more on that after I actually ever get around to playing them. As far as reading, uh, I had a guest... Uh, refer me to a comic book series of King Spawn. And I was fortunate enough to actually, I, w- I had planned a trip to my comic book store and I still haven't gone. 
but uh, they they happened to have it at GameStop, and I was there with my kid picking something out. So I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> I will take this, please. Thank you. We're expecting that uh, in GameStop. Yeah, so it was issue one of it. I really liked it. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to uh, when I do finally get to my comic book shop picking up the uh, the next couple volumes because uh, pretty good. Artwork's incredible. Uh, as far as watching anything, hmm, I feel like I watched one thing that was like, that's all right. Not very memorable, though, I guess. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> all right, man. <clears throat> Let's go. You guys aren't going to start sucking each other's dicks, are you? Let's go, let's go, talk! We're a one-eyed Batman! Can I make a suggestion that doesn't involve violence? Or is this the wrong crowd? Maybe we should call in a bomb threat to Houston. I think it's free beer night at the Astrodome. The Jedi. Bob, we don't fight with guns, we fight with the mind. Cousin business is a boomer. That is one big pile of shit. Y'all gone. It's Just Two Movies is a production of Blue Cheese and Bacon Studios and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. He's just, He's a, just cat. a cat. He's with just like his face. <laughs> with Jermaine Clement's face. Oh my God, dude, it floored me. I, was, I 